I've got some questions regarding Madison Bumgarner and Zach Wheeler, plus some Week 22 sleepers next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBTN5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Friday, August 20th. I am Frank Stample, joined by Scott White. And on the Full Length Podcast, we had a bunch of burning questions, and two of those were about Bumgarner and Zach Wheeler. So let's start with Bumgarner, who goes eight innings, one run, five strikeouts against the Philadelphia Phillies. Scott, are you buying what Mad Bum is selling? I'm not really. I'm not. Because, well, since coming back from the IL, Seven start stretch, two earned runs or fewer in all of them. So great performances with a lot of consistency. And yet during that seven start stretch, the spin rate on everything has been way down by like 300 RPM, way, way down, which, okay, on its own, whatever. I might be able to look past that, but the velocity issues have returned. Remember, we got, we got kind of encouraged. We were kind of encouraged about Bumgarner earlier this season because it's like, oh, he's throwing 91 again on his fastball. That's, that's how he was doing before his collapse last year in his first season with the Diamondbacks. But since coming back, you know, he's, he's barely hitting 90. He averaged 89.7 on the fastball in this start Thursday. And I, I really, I just don't see any explanation for why he's doing well, you know, not in it. The even if you want to leave out those relative indicators, just the the normal performance indicators that would tell us that okay, a pitcher deserves to be doing what he's doing. They're just not there for Bumgarner. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The swinging strike rate is below nine percent. Hard co- contact is up. The fly ball rate is up. There's going to be regression at some point, but maybe not next week, or at least we're hoping because he's got two starts at the Pirates and at the Phillies. On the other side, Zach Wheeler. Six earned runs allowed over six and two-thirds innings against the Diamondbacks. It's supposed to be a good matchup there for Zach Wheeler. Scott, the burning question, what is wrong with Zach Wheeler? I don't think anything. It's kind of the opposite situation where you look at the normal performance indicators for Zach Wheeler during this kind of shaky stretch, and, and they still look they still look fine. They still, it still indicates he's a good pitcher. And it's worth pointing out that two turns ago, he had one of his best starts of the season, uh, complete game shutout, two hits, 11 strikeouts. That was just two turns ago. So it hasn't been all bad for Zach Wheeler lately. He's certainly given you reason to to stick with him. I think he was overperforming earlier this season, uh, but he's already given you so much this year. Well exceeded his draft position. And um, I don't think you should lose faith in him now, even if some regression was inevitable. Would you keep him in the lineup to face the Tampa Bay Rays next week? They are second in weighted on base average over the last 30 days. Yeah, I'm still not ready to second guess whether to start Wheeler, regardless of the matchup. All right, let's get people ready for week 22. Some two-start pitchers, that's where we like to start. Who you got for next week? So a lot that I like that are available in... They're rostered in less than 80% of CBS Sports Leagues. Josiah Gray would be my favorite. We've been hyping him a lot recently for a swing and miss potential. He's at Miami. He's at the Mets. Two great matchups. Uh, Cole Irvin, you know, he's, he's, it was kind of shaky on Thursday, but he's just been pretty steady all season long. In a way, we don't totally buy into it, but it's been going on all year in one of his two matchups against the Mariners. Tyler McGill coming off a great start for the Mets. Uh, one of his two matchups is the Nationals. You know, the other matchup isn't great, but if, if one of the two is favorable, I'm, I'm pretty much going to go with him. Daniel Lynch has looked much better since returning from the minors. 
again, it's it's kind of polar matchups here at Houston and at Seattle. But you know, one of them's one of them's really good, and and the way he's been pitching lately, I think I'd I think I'd run with him. I also think uh, at least for points leagues where you don't have to protect ERA and WHIP, you can just look at volume. I also like Marco Gonzalez for this week, Ranger Suarez for this week, and as you mentioned, Madison Bumgarner. Don't have faith in him long term, but two start week with the Pirates is one of those matchups. Okay, I can get behind that in a points league. Let's go to the other side. Some sleeper hitters who are rostered in less than 80% of CBS leagues. Josh Rojas is my favorite for this week. Red Hot since returning from the IL, eligible three positions on one of the few teams with a seven-game week. I think that's pretty good. I like the Red Sox matchups this week. Uh, and so Hunter Renfro, Enrique Hernandez, and Bobby Dahlbeck, they've all been hot lately. I think it would make sense to use them. I... The Astros have the most favorable matchups at all, and Aledmus Diaz has been hitting well as Alex Bregman's replacement at third base. He's especially good against lefties with an OPS around 900 this season. Three of the pitchers on tap for the Astros are lefties, so I like him. Uh, I also like Tyler O'Neill, who hit a big home run Thursday and has been heating up in August. Cardinals have the fifth-best matchups this week, so I like O'Neill as well. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five-star review on Apple. We'll be back again on Monday morning. Bye-bye.